<clears throat> All right, I do have an announcement. I just was going to wait and not make Terry do it. Is it two weeks, Bri? Two Sundays from now, we're doing our uh, doing a baptism picnic, church picnic baptism. My Uncle John owns a private beach on uh, Lakeshore. Is that sure Lakeshore? Yes, 303 Lakeshore. Uh, <clears throat> and back in the day, we used to do it once a year. Um, and so we're going to do it this year. We've got some folks who want to be baptized. I'm going to teach next week on baptism. Let me, since some of you, y'all will decide not to come. You ready? Let me make this really simple. When you believe, you are then baptized. It's just that simple. Belief, baptism. But I, don't, I still struggle with belief, baptism. That's it. I'll give you one example. Guy's in a chariot, reads the scriptures. Prophet of God says, do you understand? He goes, how can I? Unless someone explains it. He understands that Christ lived, died, rose again, and then through faith in him you can be saved. He says, okay, now get baptized. He says, hey, there's a puddle. So I don't know what you've been taught. I'll undo some of your teaching. I'll, I'll undo some of your churchy teaching next week because I choose to, choose, uh, to, 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 to preach from the Bible and show what baptism is. But if you believe and you've never been baptized as an adult of your own free will, guess what? Get baptized. Do that. Right, Marie? <laughs> they don't even have to get in a cold pool like you did two years ago. And Luke, remember the warriors over there? <laughs> no, this time we have a nice beach. And anybody been in Norwood Lake? It's like 85 degrees because of that hot spell, right, guys? Have you been in over? <laughs> so that's what we're doing in two weeks. Um, church picnics can be weird, but we're not a weird church, so it's not going to be weird. So come. Um, we're going to bring food, but we're also, there's a sign up on, on Facebook. Um, and actually, Ida and Harry will, will give a call to get them involved. They're not on Facebook. Anybody else who's not on Facebook who wants to be included in these things, you just got to speak up a little bit, okay? I mean, that's just the way of, of doing it. We'll give you a call. So there'll be a sign up to do stuff. It's going to be fantastic, okay? That looks exciting, right? Doesn't that sound cool? We'll bring the football. We'll bring some can jam, ladder ball, hang out, baptize. Okay, so ready? I'm going to do something I don't normally do. Ready? I'm actually taking my foot off the gas pedal today. I really, I feel like this message is, is, is definitely a gift from God. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> I almost left these poor people behind. <sighs> Pretend I didn't say all that, okay? Good morning, everyone. Well, I just had a thought, and it's this. I'm going to switch gears um, to my normal set of teaching, and we're going to look at something that's very, um, okay, so ready? Sometimes church gets stuck in corrective mode or teachy mode. Today, I really feel like God is speaking something really unique. I really feel like God is going to give a message where God is telling us and commanding us, ready? Enjoy yourselves. Look at Brendan, huh? Can you do that in church, Kirk? Could God, the good father, really want his kids to have a nice time? So listen, I spend a certain amount of my day, oh, almost, you see that? I spend a certain amount of my day correcting my kids. I spend a certain amount of my day teaching my kids. But you know what I also do? I love to watch them play, right? Marie, you got Tucker, right? He's up there splashing around. Doesn't it bring your parents' heart joy when the kids are allowed to enjoy stuff? So... We sing Good Father, which I don't think we're doing, but we might. We sing Good Father, but wouldn't Good Father want to teach us how to enjoy our lives? Let's do this thing. Okay, so we told, I've said this before. Why did God create us and give us life? Well, last week we talked about we're created for worship, to bring glory to God. 
And honestly, if we're not worshiping, we're going against nature. Like, go listen to that teaching. It'd be like a cat that barks, I said, right? <laughs> Worse than that, of course. And I actually said this. Is nature, because I know there's like 80% of you weren't here last week, but when nature does what it's supposed to do, is that not worship? Is the sun shining an act of worship to God? You get it. When a goat eats grass, is he worshiping God? Yes, he is, because he's doing what he was designed to do. When we choose not to worship and we say, Jesus, you are not who you say you are, and I'm not going to raise holy hands, I'm not going to sing to you, I can almost see like the angels going, bzz, bzz. there's a short out over there in sector 4A. You gave him life in his mother's woman, he's not worshiping you. What should we do? And God would say this, continue to call to him. Call to him, call to him, call to him, call to him, call to him. Clear that error code. He's got to start doing what he was meant to do. The grass is green. It's worshiping. You get it? That's not our message today, people. Knock it off. Jeez Louise. So life is get knock, Lighten up, would you? I told you, it's a light message. That, that's what we're created for. But also, guys, get ready. Life is also a gift. God is, listen, God doesn't answer to us. He could have created us, locked us in the garden, not given us any choices, and said, dance, puppets, dance. Couldn't he? He's got the power for that. He's the guy who said, here's where the waves are going to stop. He could have said right here, boom, boom. He could have done this, and some of us have asked for it. You guys are making me go heavy with the way you're looking at me. He could have done this. Every bad or sinful decision you were about to do, he could have stopped your hand. You've asked him to do that in the past to other people. Wow, this is not where I'm going today. But anyway, so life is a gift, guys. I do believe a big part of it is this. We're given freedom. We're given this time. I always say this metaphorically. We're given time on the earth to play in the sand, to feel the sun, to make friends, to love God, to worship God, and then our time on earth will end, and the water's going to come and wash everything we've done on earth away. Well, some of us sit there and stare at the sky our whole lives. That's not supposed to be our focus. Paul corrected him, didn't he? He goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Look, Christ is coming back, but go to work. Remember, Bruce? Christ is coming back, but enjoy your lives. Ecclesiastes, please. Let's get it to it. Okay, so this is, uh, Ecclesiastes means teacher of the assembly, right? <clears throat> the words of the teacher, son of David. Can anybody guess who that would be? Son of David, full of wisdom. Boom, Solomon, right? He says this, meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. This is the beginning of emo music, in my opinion. What does man gain from all his labor at which he toils under the sun? Generations come, generations go, but the earth remains forever. Next one, I think, or just one. The sun rises and sets, hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south, it goes to the north. Round and round it goes, ever returning on its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full. To the place the streams come from, they return again. I think that's it, Brian. Let's go back to the first one, please. I want to introduce you to a certain thing. You know, I'm, I, I tend to like language. And so, um, can you turn that one down a little bit, Lisa? I can't really. It's like, like I'm in the belly of a helicopter. Okay, so here's something interesting. Can we go to the first one? Okay, you ready for this? Meaningless, meaningless. Let's be honest for a second. Churchy faces off at home, too. Do you really feel like your lives are void of meaning? Come on, do you? No, good, Val. First honest person. Boom, she wins. Let's be honest. Bruce, does your life, is your voice life void of meaning? Okay. Are, are your kids' lives void of, void of meaning? So wait a minute. Doesn't this not sit right with you? We can do this, guys. You can do that with the Bible. You can say, uh, really? <clears throat> so if it's the inspired word of God... Because when you do that, Mike, 
That's when God is challenging you to dig deeper, right? So what's the word meaningless here? I'll give you the word in Hebrew. It's called Havel, H-A-V-L-L, Havel. And then I look it up in Bible Hub, because you can do that nowadays. You don't have to go to John Wesley's uh, dorm and, and say, what does this mean in Hebrew? And can I tell you what Havel means? Well, it's actually not good to place a meaning on it, because it's actually a picture. You want, to show, want me to show you what Havel is? That. That's what it is in Hebrew. Ready? That. That's what it is. And so you know what someone said? If it's so small, minute, and ever passing, it must be meaningless. Oh, easy, Tonto. Get back on your horse for a second. Is that really true? That just because it's fleeting, it's meaningless? All right, ready? I, I, I do what I call a daddy book every night where I make up stories and I do funny voices and I tell to my kids. Sometimes it's SpongeBob. Sometimes it's Bible characters. Just lessons of the day. If they've struggled with sharing, I make up a story about sharing. We always call it a daddy book. That's what I do. There will be a day when I will no longer do that with my kids. Does that mean it's meaningless because it's fleeting? Doesn't it infuse it with more meaning? Doesn't it? Let's read this again. Fleeting, fleeting, utterly fleeting. Everything is fleeting. What does man gain from all his labor at which he toils under the sun? Generations come, generations go. That speaks of the passing of time, does it not? But the earth remains forever. Everything is fleeting, but the earth remains forever. Let's keep going, because I want people to believe and understand that word picture. See, the sun rises and sets. It goes back. The wind blows round and round and round. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full. To the place the streams come from, they return again. Fleeting, fleeting. The sun goes up, sun goes down, blah, blah, blah. Everything just keeps moving forward and moving on. But I would argue and say that doesn't mean it's meaningless. I believe that's more meaningful. So, right? I mean, how could you sit, how could creator God put in his word, hey, your life, meaningless. And some of you who've read this and studied this will say, well, he gets to the point at the end and he says this, worship God in the days of your youth. There's your meaning. Oh, I agree. But don't I always say this? I, what I love about the Lord our God, number one, he's the only person to ever say, follow me, I'll go first. Jesus comes and he reaches down and says, hey, I see, I've seen what you've done. I've seen that your life is broken. I can give you new life. Boom. Trust in me, believe in me, follow me. I'll, I'll take you to be where I am. See ya, <laughs> right? No, he does not. He says, watch, we'll do life together. And if life walking with Jesus is meaningless, look at you all disagree with that, don't you? This can't mean just meaningless. In fact, so I'm gonna teach, listen, I'm sure there's a variation because the word of God is not Huck Finn. There are layers of the word of God. It is a living word of God. But I'm gonna focus on the fleeting nature of our lives, See, one cool thing about this is Solomon did all this sort of stuff. He, he, he planted acres and acres. He had 700 wives. I don't know if that's such a good idea. <laughs> if you Google his wealth today, they'll say that his, uh, you can find a figure of around 100 billion U.S. dollars in today's money. That's what they'll say. So he, he learns a very valuable lesson. And like I said, he, he comes up with, on one hand, you know, the things we do, we toil. It's meaningless. But also, like I said, in the Hebrew word, we're talking about a mist of vapor. So, it's quite different to understand, like I said, something has meaning because it's fleeting. You ever hear that country song, You're Gonna Miss This? Some of you like country music. I referenced it before, but I'm gonna actually read this to you. Now, this is just a way of our culture. Jesus is truth. And so no matter what people who think about Jesus, if they stumble upon truth, they're speaking the language of Jesus Christ, right? You ever heard of the apostle 
uh, Paul, John, and, and Ringo, who said, <laughs> all you need is love. Bum, ba, 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 bum. They may not have known Jesus Christ, but they just said that God is love and all you need is God. Did they stumble upon the truth? You're darn right. So don't, in other words, chew the meat and spit out the bones, right, y'all? He says this. She was staring out the window of the SUV, complaining, saying, I can't wait to turn 18. She said, I'll make my own money. I'll make my own rules. Mama put the car in park out there in front of the school. Then she kissed her head and said, I was just like you. But you're going to miss this. You're going to want this back. You're going to wish these days had not gone by so fast. These are some good times. Just take a good look around. You may not know it now, but you're going to miss this. <clears throat> you're going to miss this. Before she knows it, she's a brand new bride in a wooden bedroom apartment when their daddy stops by. He tells her it's a nice place. She says it'll do for now. But she starts talking about babies and buying a house. Daddy shakes his head and says, baby, just slow down because you're going to miss this. Now Solomon's giving us different things here, but... What he's saying is this, everything has meaning in it. I would even say that. Everything has meaning in it. Do we have First, first Thessalonians 5.16? Let's, let's take a look at that. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing and everything gives thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. What he's saying is this. Take the time to cherish your life. Take the time to enjoy it. Some of us are sitting here and coming to Christ Jesus put just a different burden on us. A burden of doing, a burden of approving, a burden of do this, don't do that, feel bad all the time. Well, let me tell you something. Let me put it straight because y'all are like a stone wall today, so I'm going to push harder. If you do that, you're actually walking in disobedience. And my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus did not save you and set you free to put more chains on you. He saved you and set you free to set that coal out into the field and say, enjoy yourself. My beloved son, my beloved daughter. In everything, give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ. Rejoice evermore. Has anybody ever met that person who loves God, but man, they hate their life and they're miserable to be around? No, that doesn't happen. Nope, y'all aren't agree with them, right? I feel, I feel like this, guys. Now listen, this is coming from experience, man. And trust me, I understand. Some of us are grieving. Some of us are worried about things and we're fighting that fear. I understand. When my, when, my, when my wife met me in 2006, yeah, we had just buried my father uh, in June. Not to get all macabre on you, but, um, and we met two months later. Um, not only was I in the throes of grief and, and, and working what I would call a crappy job and just, I don't know, just seemingly being beaten down, but I also had the idea that life was to be I don't know, anybody ever really work out their faith? And I don't mean it in the biblical way, but I mean like treadmill your faith. You get up, you start to, something that might be funny that isn't, isn't churchy or something so you can't laugh at it. <laughs> Have you been there? Some of you were uncomfortable with my worship thing last week when I was goofing around up here. Oh, can he say that? Yes! Right? Where I felt like my sense of humor had to be over here for me to serve God. And if I was ever happy, I felt like something was wrong. Some of you are getting me. All right, stepping out into the light. Maybe that's what this is about today, breaking this off. But how can we keep the command of rejoicing evermore if we feel like Jesus is just waiting to beat us up? Or you're not religious enough today. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? But meanwhile, the clock ticked again in another day of you being miserable and not rejoicing in the fact that you're fully accepted and fully loved. What do I do now? Go dance, man. Boy, I tell you what. I was the guy who would sit there with my back to the wall you know what? I'm going to tell you a really personal story, really quickly. 
Because one of the greatest things God's given me in my walk with him is the right and the ability to smile and to enjoy myself and to no longer feel guilty when I enjoy myself. When someone says, how's your day? Do you rattle off the chores you accomplished? Oh. How are you? Good. I mowed the lawn. I'm asking, how are you? Oh, this is good. I can see why he's doing this. <laughs> Y'all need it. Y'all need it. So, there, okay, so I went to this Christian camp. Listen, I'm really sensitive to the fact where if anybody ever says we're Methodists, that's just my act. We're not Methodists. We're free Methodists. I'll give you that history lesson again if you want. But because uh, I went to a Methodist camp in uh, 2000, whatever, you don't care. And I was a counselor. So I thought, this was after I graduated college, I thought, cool, you know, I can preach to the kids or whatever and, you know, whatever. It sounds like a good gig. Because I also thought, no matter what, you want to work in a churchy job. Like, the dirty world out there. Yeah, okay. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. So we get there and it totally was not a Christian camp at all in the way that you'd think about, you know, Jesus being involved. But there was a moment that I'll never forget. And again, this is very personal. So we're all counselors. We're all from between 18 and 22. And I was the cool guy. <laughs> I was the guy that, okay, like I said, I, I felt like if I ever truly enjoyed myself, something was wrong. Well, there was this moment where we're all there. The first groups of kids that come in, so there's like 60 rugrats running around. There was no caffeine allowed there. What is this? I was going to make, what is this, a prison? And we got to deal with these kids, and they get up at the crack of dawn. And there was spy, huge spiders. In, anyway, um, so I'm standing there, right, and a Mr. Cool guy, I'm sitting there, Glenn. I'm just, you know, on the outside looking around, you know, and, and all the kids are there. Well, there was this one guy. He was 18 years old. Forget his name. Just your normal guy, you know, kind of. I'd say he was ruddy, whatever that is, you know, toughed up hair and tall and skinny. But um, so we're all waiting for something to happen. And this guy goes out there and he just starts entertaining the kids. He's like, look how squishy my nose is. He had a wicked squishy nose. I don't know. And he starts going like this, pulling his thing. And then he's like, come on, kids, let's do this dance. And I'm like, what a nerd. What a dork. Like, what a... And yet I was the only one not smiling. So I was sitting there condemning him for being free to enjoy himself. And I'm the one sitting in the corner. Which of us was miserable? Which of us was really the cool guy? The cool guy's the one out there going, this is my life. I'm never going to get this day again. These kids are all here. Why not have a good time? Now, now ready? Creator God on high. Yahweh himself. Ichyak, Asher Ichyak. He looks down. Who do you think he's more pleased with? And I'm not even talking about a condemning sort of way, but in the, isn't he smiling with that kid who's taking his time to enjoy the sunshine and entertain the kids? What looks more like Jesus too, by the way? Oh my God. You were sold to Jesus who didn't even go to the wedding, let alone danced and had wine. Oh man, you were. You were sold to Jesus that wouldn't even be invited to a wedding because nobody would like him. I'm not joking. Like <laughs> Kirk and Amy are talking, let's say, and, and Kirk says something like off color and makes his wife laugh. I don't know if that happens. <laughs> Boom, he pops up. What'd you just say? Is that who Jesus is to you? Watch your language. No. Guys, this is Jesus. Ready? All things were made through my hands. I made you the way you are. Your sense of humor, the things that you like and enjoy. I even designed these colors for you to see. I didn't have to do it. I did this for you. Now go enjoy yourselves and rejoice always. Rejoice. Boy, some of us, I, I tell you, we can identify to this. We can identify to the fact that we feel like we're not doing our quote-unquote Christian journey if we're having fun or, or, or whatever. And 
Here's what I decided when I saw that kid. I don't want to be that way anymore. And it just felt like religion on me. I felt like a yoke and a burden. Sit down, don't dance, comb your hair. And you know what I realized? I was like, I don't think Jesus died to give me another set of rules. In fact, if you want to theologically break it down, we've been set free from the law. And like I say, what is freedom for? Freedom is for freedom, is it not? So dance. Dance, guys. Enjoy the sun. Now we're getting there. Hold on. That's not my own point. This isn't Dr. Phil. This is part one of it all. But some of us guys, honestly, people have grabbed Jesus and beat you up with him. And Jesus is like, I've never done that. You think I wouldn't hokey pokey at a wedding? You're crazy. You're crazy. I've showed you jokes he's told in the Bible. And like, okay, you ever see the Jeremy Sisto version of Jesus story? I'm, a, I'm dating myself. This is one of my favorite things. They're washing their hands before the wedding, ceremonially. You know what's cool? Now I want to challenge you in your own mind. They're washing hands and Jesus goes, splash, 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 splash. And they all start splashing each other. There's Peter, there's James, there's John, there's Nathaniel, Nathaniel. They're splashing each other. Would Jesus do that? Would he start a water fight? I don't know, guys. But if you in your mind says, no way, then I challenge you this week to go and give me a 10-page paper as to why. Why? If God doesn't want you to enjoy this life, then why did he make the colors he made? Why did he make serotonin in your brain? Why did he make your heartbeat when you met your wife for the first time? Why did he give you those things? The way like a fresh tomato or apple tastes. Why? He didn't owe us that. If we lived in a cardboard, black and white, binaural world, it's good. But he gave us all this. And, and like I said, I have, a, I have a, a suspicion it's to enjoy it. Now, let's, what's, our, what's our next slide here? Yes, there we go. Right, pure, lovely, admirable. This is where you set your brain. Not on what you didn't do today, guys. Oh, that's good. <laughs> not on what you're not. Not on what you don't have. We've all heard that sermon. Not on what other people have. We've heard that sermon. But you know what, guys? Dance. You set your mind to that place. AJ, be the one who gets up and does that. And you know what? I'm coaching soccer, the one day's notice, and I'm enjoying it. And I'm on my knees and I'm doing it and, and I'm making a, a butt of myself. That's awesome because you know what? I'm having a blast. I don't care anymore because that day went by and I realized I really, I sucked the life right out of that day. I did. I don't care. And today I'm going to go sit on my front porch and I'm going to look out and I'm not going to focus on the fact that the lawn is just torched, <laughs> but I'm going to just do this. I'm going to probably grab myself a cold beverage. I'm going to look out and I'm watch the breeze on the sun, uh, moving the trees. My favorite tree is right here. It's huge. I'm going to watch that breeze move that tree and I'm going to allow my mind to go from amazing to your amazing God. Because my second point of the day is this. If you're not enjoying your day, you're not truly enjoying God. Because when you can take in life and have fun, that's a real act of worship, isn't it? Okay, let's get theological for a second. The Ark of the Covenant comes back to Israel. David strips it down to <laughs> the loincloth, and he starts dancing. He's thrashing around. This was not an act. This was a state of living. He wasn't going, look at me, God. And he wasn't saying, look at me, other people. He knew how to enjoy his life and enjoy his God. And you know what, guys? It was one of his greatest strengths, wasn't it? So let me ask you this, point two of the day. Do you enjoy God? You, no, you work it out. You don't owe me an explanation. Do you enjoy God? And if not, I want another 10-page paper as to why. 
because I got an idea. We're not going there today. It's probably because you have the wrong idea of God. And I've been poking at it in a funny way today that he's sitting there on a wallflower saying nobody better have spiked the punch. Hey, you guys, leave room for the Holy Spirit when you're dancing, okay? Come on, that's funny. High school dances. In high school, they should. I'm not saying they shouldn't. They shouldn't even be dancing anyway. Uh, I'm kidding. That's a joke. Do you enjoy your God? And lots of us folks will realize, no, we don't. But here's the thing. It's not his fault. And a lot of us, it's not even our fault, in fact. We've just allowed the wrong things in. But I got news for you. Ready? First point. Your life isn't going any slower. It's just passing by. And God is inviting you to dance. I gave you all this stuff. Enjoy it. You know, being a parent is so, you guys will get this, right? Don't you see this now? Like, I get to see them, what, once or twice a year. Kid, 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 college. <laughs> how, how is that kid that big already? It's going by so fast. Well, so's yours. What'd you do? Did you dance today? And when you did, did you remember the Lord your God and did you enjoy him? Good, right? All right, let's move forward. Almost done. I got something I want to show you. Oh, I don't think I'm gonna because some of you cried when I showed it last time. <laughs> okay. You know what this also does? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell on myself for a second here. Enjoying the Lord your God. Understanding your life is fleeting. Chavel, it's a vapor. I, I'm a vapor in the wind. I, I randomly picked those songs and then we're singing about it. I am a flower quickly fading. A wave tossed in the ocean. Yes, absolutely. Understanding that will lead us to, we sure heck better enjoy it, right? Understanding that will lead us to an act of worship to God. But you know what it'll also do if you do this? It will come at war with the critical nature you have inside of yourselves. Yes, it'll come at war with the critical nature you have inside of yourself. Understanding that your time is fleeting, understand that you're here to dance and enjoy and think upon these things. When that critical nature comes up, you'll smack it down and realize you don't have time for that. Yes, confession time. I suddenly realize I'm a very critical person toward certain people in my life. Namely, I'm critical of my wife. Ooh, AJ, you're getting deep. Yeah, look, I'm just a guy. Um, for some reason, I, I am really critical of her. Not, not in an outwardly abusive way or anything like that, but in my mind, I have like these weird standards for her. I expect her to be me, essentially. I'm not even gonna look at y'all, because I don't know, none of y'all, y'all are too holy for that, but when she makes a sandwich or, or does this or this or this, and I'm always expecting her to do it my way. Ooh, got you there. <laughs> I'll just look at the ceiling. Yeah, you know, I'm always expecting her to be me, AJ part two. And, and I tell you what, do you know what will really crush that and has lately and challenge that is this. Number one, we're not getting any younger, okay? We've been at this thing for 11 years together, she and I. Number two, I'm to think on the good and the wonderful, the things that will lead me to dance, not lead me to sit and mope or compare. And so when I do that, all of a sudden I realize as I'm trying to give unto God and enjoy the day he's given me, given me, I look at my wife and go, why am I not enjoying us? Why am I not enjoying you? That's out of bounds. You want to know why? Because I've set my mind on the wrong things. Having a mind, <clears throat> having a mind that is, is obsessed with pulling the joy out of each day, giving God the glory for it, has no time for a critical spirit. You get it? Your kids are going to disappoint you. They're not going to do things the way you want them to. They're not. They might even blow up their entire lives. But should you stop enjoying them because of that? We do, don't we? Is that right, though? Because guess what, guys? Well, another day's gone. Fleeting, fleeting. I know people who've had to sit in my office and say, 
darn it. I've spent so many years just focusing on this one thing. And it's killed my joy. And I, and I, I re- refused to dance for 15 years over this one thing. And Creator God probably says, wow, that's a shame. That's a real shame. There's a lot of smiles you missed out on. And when you're not smiling, you sure aren't worshiping. You see where it's all involved? We've got to have these talks too. Yeah, I'm going to skip the video. Uh, I want to get us out of here. So it's a nice day outside. I want us to go and do what, we, uh, what we're talking about here. One last thing. Well, no. Two more thoughts. This much on a page. One important part of cherishing life <clears throat> and understanding the mist and the vapor, and I say this a lot of times around here. Um, do we have an Ecclesiastes slide? I, I say this to really remind you because I heard the prayer list today. There's a time for everything and a season under every activity under heaven. And he also says, God has, uh, give, oh, there's beauty in, ah, uh, Yeah. God has given beauty in its due season. To everything there is beauty in its due season. Listen, even if the part of your journey, journey right now is difficult and you're saying it doesn't feel very vapory, it feels like long and scary and hard and crappy and I don't want to rejoice and I don't want to dance. Hold on. It's just a season. I say this all the time here because you know what? It's the hardest thing to remember when you're in it. Whatever hard season you're in right now where you listen, you're rubbing against this message really hard, it's going to pass. One way or another, guys, it's going to pass. It's just a season. Don't get so fixated on that that the clock ticks and you haven't smiled, you haven't danced, and you haven't worshipped. Don't do that. Keep a godly perspective, or I should say this, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? Where you see that it's just a season. The test results will come back. We'll figure out how to treat it. God will never leave you. He's not in your vain imaginings of fiction, of the scary things of tomorrow. All that stuff aside, it's just a season. It's going to pass one way or another. And for the believer, I want to say this straight up because this is the gospel. Even if this season ends in death, death is just the opposite of birth. We've talked about this. It's the same thing. It's a vessel to go from one dimension to another. And if this season of yours ends in death, you will wake up face to face with Jesus Christ greater than we've ever been given the capacity to understand. But guys, it's going to pass. This season's going to pass. So your job right now, honestly, is pull the joy and meaning out of every every minute of every day, out of every season. When you do that, that will naturally lead you to worship, which was last week's message, and it will naturally lead to you having life and life abundantly, right? Right? So let's close it down, guys. God is in control. We are not alone. Let's sing Good Father. You want to do that? You want to sing Good, Good Father? It all comes out of that, doesn't it? He's the one that gives us life and gives us. Come on, worship team. Come on up. All right, let's do that. And then this week, guys, those questions I asked about enjoying God and would God, would Jesus be the one to dance at the wedding? You answer those questions and work through them this week. Thanks for joining us, everybody online. Sorry I ignored you the entire message, (laughs) but uh, we will worship. You want to look over my shoulder? Sure. I got it right here. Well, I've heard
good, good friend. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I am loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. And I've seen many searching for. This is a continuation of the message here because it really is his love that set us free. It is his love that roots for us. It is his love that keeps no record of our wrongdoing and continues to spurn us on so that we may dance. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. 
that speaks of approval. You have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. Oh, we love you, Father. You have been so, so kind to me.
spoke a word you were singing over me you have been so so good to me father we remember your goodness today we look back in our lives and we see that it has been overwhelming never-ending and reckless love that found us because you didn't care about yourself and what it cost you to find us and set us free for life and life to the fullest. You cared for us. And we're forgiven, Lord Jesus, because you were forsaken. We're accepted because we remember you were condemned. And we are alive and well and dancing and rejoicing and enjoying our time to play in the sand because you set us free, Lord Jesus. You are king. You died for us. Thank you that you've set us free, Lord Jesus. Today, Father, we ask that you would seal the words you've given, you'd seal them over us today, Father God. And that, Father, if we have a, an opinion of you that looks like you're, you're a God who's just out to still kill and destroy our fun, our joy, and our time to play in the sand, we now recognize that as a lie. And we know that there's no, uh, there's nothing he won't do to tear that lie away from us. Father, help us to, to, to think upon the things you've commanded us to to understand that this life is fleeting but infused with meaning and to worship you in that truth. Father God, if we've been captive to any wrong thinking about who you are and, and what we're doing here, Father, we pray that you'd set us free. That's what you've said you've come to do, Lord Jesus. Set us free. And we want to enjoy you, God. And some of us today are going to confess for the first time we don't enjoy our relationship with you. It's another box to check. It's another list. Except this one's super confusing because the rules keep changing depending on what building you go to and who you listen to. We're not enjoying our time with you, Father God, but we want to. We could, we could sense the truth coming out of the words today, Father God. That you gave us the, the rainbow and stars and sunset and lightning because you love good things for your kids. So, Father God, may you begin a process inside of us or may it be done immediately where we're being set free of those things that are holding us back and keeping us tied to the chair instead of getting up and dancing. We want to be full of joy. We want to be a city on a hill where others see our joy and our happiness and our focus and they understand the contagious, overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you. As we go this week, Father God, please keep these words, Holy Spirit, if there's work you're desiring to do, we sense it. Help us not to push it down. Instead, to pursue you, Lord Jesus. Because we know that you left the 99 to pursue us. And it wasn't just to give us more things to do. Thank you, Father God. We love you and worship you. All things flow through you. All things were made by you. And in you, we are made whole.